And welcome to a semi-Christmas-themed episode of Hearty Dice Friends. My name's Grant Howitt. This guy over here, he's Father Christmas. No, he's not. He's Christopher Taylor. Hello. Kind of got, yeah, hello. Um, and we are here to answer your role-playing game questions, some of them which are about Christmas. Half of we, them. Half of them. Precisely half of them are about <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> we are not in the Christmas episode territory. We're nearly <laughs> at Christmas. It is the 14th. Yeah. Which means Christmas is a scant 11 days away. Which means our next episode will be a Christmassy one. It'll be a Christmassy one. But this one will be just a little bit festive. So for this one, we are doing a semi-Christmas episode. So get out half a glass of mulled wine, stoke the fire but not too hard, and strap three of your seven, three and a half of your seven reindeers to your sleigh. <laughs> Which one gets cut in half? Uh, it's going to have to be the front one. I never liked so Blitzen. It's going, to be, it's, it's going to be Rudolph, and I think I think we should probably go for the front half of Rudolph. You're going to save the front half for Christmas? Oh, shit, yeah. What did, okay, well, are you, I mean, he'll die. I guess, I guess, can you cut off the back half of a reindeer and artificially keep it alive? I think you can, if that reindeer can fly. Ah, that, like, the, the flying is separate. The flying, I presume, comes from some sort of gland powered by tinsel. But is that in the front or the half or the back half? Jesus, I don't know. I imagine it's like some sort of gas bladder. It's, yeah, it's, it's got to be lighter than air. Look, 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 whatever happens, Rudolph ain't doing any more flying because we're cutting him in half. Yeah, that's happening. He can maybe drag himself through the air. <laughs> I, well, I mean, like... When they fly, it's not like proper flying, like a Pegasus or a no, bird. They, they just they, sort of, they just sort of run and they go air up. Run. So, I, so I reckon if you put the front half of him on there, and you maybe get him one of those fun like wheelie support units like you see on dogs in those videos on Facebook. Oh yeah. Then maybe he could have that. So I, I, I figure, like I don't, I don't know much Crutches. about deer. It may, it doesn't matter. He can hover. It's true. And also, like, put it this way. I figure he's he's probably going to run slower than the other three reindeer who were like extant, full, full, fully realized reindeer. Yep. Which means they're probably going to overtake him, but he's strapped in front. I don't know how that's going to work. Is he going to get run over in midair? I think he's going to get air trampled. They're going to trample him. In which case, so we have to put we have to put Rudolph on our sleigh, using him as a sort of headlight. Rudolph has become such a burden. I think we should throw away this useless back half of Rudolph and outfit him with an electronic ass. Yeah, or the, like it's the only solution. Everything that's in, I mean, most of that's leg meat, right? The back half of a reindeer. Yeah, there's nothing you've vital got, in there. You've got guts and stuff. That's what tails and a butt. Nobody wants tails, that. a butt, legs, whatever. Just have a tap that lets out the badness. <laughs> the butt, the butt tap. The, the butt tap let, lets out that, that horrible reindeer business, and we'll have him on his way. Or we could get a fucking torch. <laughs> we could get a torch. We could. I mean. There are many pack animals. Like, what about mm. a festive, you know, elephant? Well, like, it doesn't... It's the glowing nose is the issue. We need to... We, the, like, it's it's a foggy night. It's a foggy Christmas. I'm dreaming of a grey Christmas. How can we see through this? We need... Imagine an elephant with a glowing nose. I think that, that would, would be hilarious. That would be f- fucking rad. I'd like to imagine that it was it would suck up some water and then spray out like one of those one of those shower heads with LEDs in it, <laughs> like a fountain in Vegas. Yeah, precisely like a Vegas fountain. Fuck Rudolph! I'm gonna eat the back half of Rudolph <laughs> just to spite him. <laughs> God, no! Uh, 
Oh, don't know why he's got a sheep's voice. That's, just, that's him dragging himself around through midair. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> you hear a tap on your window, mm. and there's this uh, there's half a floating reindeer out there. You killed me. Quick question. You know when they air run? Mm-hmm. Do they generate? like a ground surface underneath them. What I'm asking is, would Rudolph's guts sit, like, would they leave a streak through the air, or would they hang underneath him, like one of those Polynesian floating vampire heads we discussed a few episodes ago? They would very much hang hang underneath him like a child's Mm -hmm. mobile. (laughs) Like an awfully mobile. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we're doing here? Yeah, that's 100%. Cool, okay. Ask me a question. All right, let's, let's let's go in. Do you want a Christmassy one or do you want a non-Christmassy one? I think I've had enough Christmas for like that's 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 a lot of Christmas to take in one go. Let's 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 reel back on the choke or push in on the. Cho- I don't know how fucking chokes work. Let's choke it. Let's choke this dying reindeer. <laughs> God, it's got a big neck. Help me out with this, Chris. Get the chain. So Will asks, mm-hmm. "Do I really need more monster rules than Goblin, Fighty Man, Bear, and Dragon?" Not really. No, I mean, reskinning. Okay, hang on a sec. Goblin. We assume goblins are fast, but weak. Yep. We assume Fighty Man is everyone else. Yep. We assume Bear is intermediate and Dragon is boss. Yeah, Dragon is special character. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think the issue there is the Bear. Does it feel superfluous? The Bear feels like I could use Fighty Man stats for a Bear. Well, I guess like Fighty Man with more hit points. Yeah, but what what we could replace that with is something like a bizarre creature, like a like, wizard, like yeah, like a specialist character. Hmm. Mm. You see, I suppose it's hard to think of one that's, that's ironic. Sorry, that's iconic and specialist. Yes, no, that is fair. Give me a sec. He's going to do it. Gelatinous cube. Gelatinous cube. There you go. Although I will say, not super reskinnable to anything else. No. Actually, no, you know what, Chris? We are RP geniuses. Let's reskin the gelatinous cube. What would you, you like first? to reskin it as? You, well, that's up to you, mate. You're, you're going first. Ice cream sundaes. That's not. No. I mean, like. like <laughs> it's just like a giant square sundae. Yeah. Well, no, okay. it's shaped like an ice cream oh, sundae. Right. And, it, and it eats you. And it's okay, infiltrated no. uh, ice cream parlours. Okay, and it's, and it's huge. I found an ice cream parlour near me. That's nice. I didn't know they still did. No. No. Because it's winter. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't know they still did them. Like, I'm expecting to find a malt shop next. Yeah, well, there's quite a lot of, like, dessert places in my neck of the woods around London. He's going for dessert. Um, So, what we need to do is take the stats of the gelatinous cube, which are, as far as I'm aware, shuffle, absorb, dissolve. Yep. And reskin them as an existing Dungeons & Dragons creature. Rust monster. Mm-hmm. Works very well. Absorbs my whole arm, just like just like a rust monster, but a very hungry one. Yeah, giant caterpillar. Mm-hmm. Drow. Bit of a difficult one. Well, drow are traditionally very, uh, very hard to see, very sneaky. Yep. So they're invisible. Plus, um, they, they're, plus they fill a ten foot wide corridor. They fill a ten foot wide corridor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, partly drow. Oh, I had a lot of eggs. Oh, many eggs. That's, that's the, mu- the, the mummy, isn't it? <laughs> No, okay, you know what? I think I, I, I don't. I think I think Will's on it with Bear. Yeah, I think, I think Will's be. got it right because Bear screams mini boss. Yep. 
And plus, fact, you can easily translate that to Albert. Yeah, I, I've had I've had haunted paintings use the stats for bears. I've had, um, I think, a squid use the stats for a bear. No, no, I want to reel you back here a little. Oh yeah, sure, go on. Haunted painting. Mm-hmm. Stats for bear. Oh, I've, I used this in the podcast. I mentioned this in the podcast before, but in case uh, it, apparently you don't fucking remember. No. But um, it was in a thirteenth age game. We had a. Uh, they were going through a through a parallel dimension, um, which was the house from the fall of the House of Usher. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a standard D&D game, aside from that, because uh, they had to very quickly get to Dark Elf Town. And so they went through the house and fall the House of Usher, and then the painting of Lady Usher, which I believe drives someone mad. In, or, like, it drives Lady Usher mad. I think I read it before I did the adventure, but I forgot it now. Anyway, an oil painting came to life. Wait, no, an oil painting came to life, but also Lady Usher was there, and she was really angry. And she, we, I just used the stats for bear. Because she was like, she, she, she was like a ghoulish wraith thing stomping around oh, okay. the place. Um, I believe, I, I, I think I just used the goblin stats for the painting. <laughs> <laughs> Still, it fits with the. It fits, yeah. Goblin, yeah. fighting man, bear, and dragon. I, think, I mean, like, I think in the in the very first draft of Unbound, we had um, dude, sneaky dude, quick dude, big dude. Yep. I don't, actually, we didn't even have sneaky dude. No, because that was quick dude. Yeah, quick dude. So yeah, um, I think I think you, what you've got there is dude, quick dude, big dude, dragon. Because you Spe- have to have special a dude. Special dude. Yeah, big friend, enemy. <laughs> Roly poly laser boy. <laughs> Roly poly laser boy. Yeah, that's a dragon. That's the bell. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just rolling down the corridor towards you. Yeah, that'd be much better if they couldn't fly. But we've had that discussion already. Yes. All right, I'm going to ask you a question now, Do and it. I'm going to I'm going to bring it bring it on home to Christmas. Lilitura asks, "What's your favourite totally not Christmas holiday in a game? And if you wanted to make one yourself, what would it be like?" Oh. Hmm. I suppose the one I've had the most time interacting with was yeah. the one in Warcraft. What was that one called? Uh, Feast of Wintervale. Did you like it? I did. It was quite nice. I remember logging on on Christmas Day <laughs> to go and get my presents from under the tree. What was different about it to Christmas? Uh, orcs existed. <clears throat> so it was Christmas? Yeah, it was. it okay. was almost a straight copy. I like, I believe it's called Candlemas in 40k, uh, where you light a candle to celebrate the, the fact that the Emperor is kind of alive. <laughs> it, as far as I can tell, it's meant, it was mentioned in, I think, like book two or three of Eisenhorn, just like to represent, and then a year went past and I got super radical. He, he's, he goes. He goes to Cadia or something. I don't know, man. Fine. It's been, it's been a long time since I read those books, but it is. It is very forty k in that. Yeah, light a candle. Shut up. <laughs> a single candle, no more. Does anyone get any any gifts or anything? Mm, the emperor's blood. Sorry, the blood of martyrs is a gift to the emperor. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, okay, so like, do you, should I send it in? Is that the? How does that work? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit worried about what the Empire, or the Imperium, sorry, mm. is attempting to save, because it sounds like shit. Well, it's just like, it's it's the best they've got, you know? And also, like I, I, like, I think it's a gag about governmental procedure. Fair. Like, the Imperium is basically, the Imperium runs the same way as the BBC. 
<laughs> in that it's been around forever. It can't really go anywhere. And it's got so many... (laughs) Precisely, it's got so many different interlocking arms that it all sort of... There's a sort of a cross between momentum and inertia. Which basically functions. It keeps it glaciering forward, from what I can tell. And that's the same as the Imperium. Now, I think the second part of this question I'm more interested in, which is, if we wanted to make our own Christmas, what would it be like? So like like let's just put let's put let's put, let's put role playing games over there in the role playing game cupboard for a second, Chris. Let's, let's just pop them into the pop them into the cupboard. Oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lock that lock sound. Now, how about what do you want from Christmas? What if, if we we get to make our own Christmas? What one, are we gonna have? One thing that I'm upset is is slowly fading out of Christmas. Yes, is tasteless glitz. Go on. There's not enough tasteless glitz. You mean like tinsel, but more? Tinsel, but more. Mm. Like, I remember as a kid, everything being covered in tinsel. Yes, it has gotten a bit restrained, hasn't it? And it's gotten classy in a lot of places. Quite quite commonly, um, Christmas lights are all one colour now. Yeah, and they don't strobe to blind you. I'll be honest with you, I like that, but Mm. I can appreciate appreciate why you'd like this tasteless glitz. Yeah, um, and I, I love, like, those stupid... Bloody oranges with cloves pushing in them. Pomanders. Yes, they're awful. They smell awful. No, they smell great. No, they don't. And you put, you put. But I still love them. them. No, they're great, and that's part of it. I like that. That sort of, I, the campness, perhaps. You want mm. to put the camp back in Christmas. Yeah. Yes, well, it is getting a little restrained and family orientated. Which is just not cool. Perhaps we need a Christmas pride parade. Yes, mm. bad Christmas jumpers. Mm-hmm. Incredibly I mean, there's, there's, loud there's, tunes. There's Santa. I, sorry, I, I don't wish to, wish to um, belittle the efforts of the LGBTQI um, community and their and, and their and their parades. But I think that Chris, I think having the ability to dress up in terrible jumpers and get wankered on eggnog. It's not. It's not SantaCon. It's not dress up as Santa and get drunk. No. It's like march around town, putting up fully decorated Christmas trees. Yes. Yes. I'd like that. That, that would be, be fantastic. Can I put forward my two things for Christmas, please? Please do. We keep the name. The name is fine. The name is basically okay. The name. The name is basically fine. I mean, we could maybe have. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind changing it. Honestly, like Christmas spirit is not a thing which I really feel too much. Make it a bit more non-denominational. <clears throat> um, how about dark time? <laughs> I mean, like I think I'm more into New Year's Eve, really. You know. Oh, I hate it's New Year's Eve. Oh, I fucking love New Year's Eve. Here are the two things that I want to put into Christmas more than they already are. One, additional feasts. We need to have, I think, three feasts, and they need to have the, they, they need to be themed. Okay. So, like, you know how Christmas Day is themed already, and you yep. have like you have the turkey, you have the stuffing. I want two things before that, which also have kind of an accepted remit of things you can serve. When you say two things before that, can we not shift one to Boxing Day and one to Christmas Eve? No, 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 no! It's, it's got to be spread out because my body can't take that much. Oh, okay. What I'm thinking is you're not Christmas week, ready. No, week before Christmas, almost like practice feasts. Week Ooh. before Christmas, and then midway between those two. Yeah. Okay. Now, now for the first one, pies. A pie themed meal. Actually, sorry, sorry. I'm going to put that one in the second one. The first one is just toast. Oh. But imagine toasts and jellies. So. Ooh. What? What? Ah, no, fuck it. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Toast is going to be uh, toast is going to be a big part of it. But the first Christmas snack is 
the most complicated breakfast you can make. Good. Big, like a big boy breakfast. Big boy fry up. Lots of toast, jams, jellies, coffees. Multiple some, kinds of coffee. Imagine that. Oh, some nice crusty bread. Oh, nice crusty bread. Eggs. Quivering and ready. Little apricot jam on it. Yeah, wonderful. That's that's feast one. Feast two is the pies. Okay. Every course is pies. Starter, you've pie. got starter, you've got individual fish pie. Gross. Fish pie is nice, but okay. Nope. For your main, a steak pie. Obviously. And on the side, what's that? Why it's a bowl of chips with a pie crust over the top. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was thinking of little tiny pork pie sized things but filled with mashed potato. That's also good. To drink a tall <laughs> pint of gravy in a pie. <laughs> You just take you just take a pie top and float it, <laughs> and <laughs> punch then, a straw through it, and then mince pies for afters or apple pies, cherry pies, whatever. All the pies. Well, the dessert pies are covered. I mean, that's... Not very, I mean, I've never had a pie at Christmas. No dessert pies. Yes. Well, like, we, we don't we don't have to imagine pies. We can always well yeah. we can already have pies. And then Christmas Day, you have the big you know turkey or um, some sort of. Multi-bird alignment. Yeah, bird stacking. Yeah, bird stacking. It's perverse. Can I say that? It seems it seemed macabre. But delicious. Well, yeah, but fucked, right? Yeah. That you put a bird... Like, I feel a little bit uncomfortable, not entirely sure why, serving chicken and eggs together. <laughs> like, it doesn't, it doesn't taste great. That's one of the reasons for it. But also, I just... like um, It's a bit strange having the whole sort of... Albumen and the flesh. Multiple, multiple generations in a single meal. <clears throat> yes, mother and child is one. And the idea of having a turkey stuffed with a goose, stuffed with a chicken, stuffed with a partridge, stuffed with a dog, just seems wrong. Well, it's a, it's you a very, got a dog in it. It's, it's a very small dog, Christopher. <laughs> it's so tiny. Oh, and the, so that, that was the first thing. The second thing, more burning of idols. <laughs> you, want, you want a bit more November the 5th in there? Yeah, but imagine, right? traditional you you and your mates get together um and so like basically it's, it's november the fifth and that drunk people are going to start fires which is always safe always always safe but like i mean it's very hard to start a fire in, in england over, like, over the winter period because it's been raining it's really difficult yeah so what it's also do, i'd like to point out really difficult to get hit with a firework yeah people do it well yeah yeah, they're quite hard to aim, aren't they? Really hard to aim. Yeah. Um, Generally, they're pointed straight up as well. They have a barrel length of no. Yeah. Okay, so what I'm thinking is, you and your mates go to the woods, and you build an effigy of stuff which you wish to commemorate. Now, for me, the effigy would be some sort of... I'm imagining some sort of, like, sheep skull, ram skull with curved, with curved wooden horns, and then kind of a Blair Witch lower half. Right? Okay. You build it in the woods, and then you set fire to it and get drunk around it. That sounds fantastic. You're not cold because you're next to a fire. That, that just seems perfect. Right? That sounds pretty good. Plus, it's weirdly occult. <laughs> Which is always fun for a holiday. We need, we need to put more occultism back into holidays. We've been talking about this for ten minutes. Chris asked me a question. <laughs> <laughs> we got very into it. I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> we, but we're both kind of into Christmas, or at least food and burning. All right. Yeah. Christmas or non-Christmas? Um, we had a Christmas one. Let's alternate. Okay. Um, this is by Farse. Mm-hmm. Tips on playtesting a new RPG system. 
because we do a lot of this. We do a lot of this. I'm running a playtest at the moment on Sunday nights mm-hmm. of, uh, of Idle on the Sky for Spire, although that's more just to test the adventure rather than the, uh, the setting, the, the system itself. I think, so for my, my advice to you, um, it kind of depends on how, how much you've written before. So when I when when I started when I was first starting out as an RPG designer, I felt a great deal of, I think, pressure to do the right thing, pressure to make a game which was perfect when it was released, and also a lack of confidence in my own abilities. So I think playtest like I'd very rarely change a lot during playtest. It would be there'd be some fine tuning, but I'd have an idea for a system, write it down, playtest it, basically have other, other people nod at me and go, yeah, great, it doesn't suck. And then I'd release it. Yeah. And now I'm not there with that. Now I think I write again. I'm like, I know this works. I know this doesn't work. I can tell by looking at it and, and by having written it. So the as as you're starting out, it's important to play test just to get some momentum going as well, and to, and to get people playing a game so you can believe it's real, <laughs> which is nice. The uh, the question asker here um, ha- happens to live in in Korea. They live in uh, they live in Seoul. Uh, so there's not really anyone around to play with them, unfortunately. Apparently South Korea isn't big on role-playing games. I guess it's all StarCraft? Yeah, a lot of StarCraft. Yeah. Mm. And so they're interested in in, 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 uh, in playtesting online, and that's really hard, playtesting yeah. online. Like, I've, I've been lucky enough to, when I've needed to playtest stuff in a, in a serious way, uh, I've had quite a few Twitter followers I could just sort of yell at. That is supremely useful. It was supremely useful. When I moved to New York, I needed I needed to playtest Paranoia, and so I put out a tweet saying, "Hello, I just don't want to playtest Paranoia." And within, within two days, I had I had two five person groups. Yeah, that is nice. Um, one of whom I stayed friends with. Which was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think my advice is so uh, my advice for playtesting your games is one, don't, and two, if you have to, be famous. Which isn't great. Chris, do you have any, any advice? So, my playtesting advice is do. Mm-hmm. Controversial. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, playtest as much as you can. Mm. Because you're going to notice... You, you're not, your players are going to notice stuff you haven't. Yes, that's true. And also, you'll find yourself, I guarantee it, ignoring a rule. Yeah. You will ignore at least one rule, probably yeah. half of what you've written. If you ignore it... <laughs> It is either broken, mm. or it doesn't need to be there. Yeah, like you can you can streamline that. Yeah, I think <clears throat> actually, yeah, that, that, that's a really that's a really smart point. Actually, um, the I, like the main thing about playtesting is streamlining. Like, how many systems do you need? Yep. Do you Where really need point? to have subsystems? Of an hour, did you spend forty five minutes of it doing the combat? Yeah, and like, is that good? Is that bad? Yeah. Did the players enjoy that? Was Work it out your ratios. Combat? Yeah. Combat's always a tricky banana, because it kind of has to be in role-playing games, or at least traditional role-playing games. Yeah, I think I think because everybody defaults to it, you have to put it in every role-playing game, even if it's only super minor. It's like inflict harm, as it yeah. were. Yeah. Um, or like cause a scene. And I don't know, you know what? I'd, I'd be really interested in writing a game which did not have any sort of rules for combat. And it's like, actually... It's not there. You can, like, you can you can improvise around it if you'd like, but the same the same way. There's very few rules for basket for basket weaving in in Warhammer. Yeah, like that's like that's that's not what the story is about. Mm. And so, well, like like for example, very few pieces of your standard media resort to fist fighting every uh, every episode. 
Like, for example, what would the Frasier RPG system be like? Oh my god. Why is it always Frasier? I just, it's, 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 a good, it's a good show. Alright, cheers. That would be boring as hell. <laughs> Everybody would sit in the same place every time and say the same thing over and over, and then occasionally Frasier would walk in. Did you not like Cheers very much? No, I hated Cheers. Okay. We've kind, of, we've kind of gotten stuck here. Would you like another question? Yes, please. Blake Batman Symbol, the Dark Knight Batman Symbol, Ryan, asks... Writing in again there, Blake. Best way to twist the nativity into a Christmas horror adventure? Um, <laughs> I mean, if you're looking at standard Cthulhu stuff, you've already got mm-hmm. the stars coming right. And then what happens? Well, they follow the star. Oh, okay. Oh, I see, right. Okay. I um, I think all you need to do is change the god. Yeah. Like like that's that's my lothotep now, rather than big big god in the beard in the sky, you know? <laughs> big god beard in the sky. Big god beard in the sky. Big man, no, don't worship no cows. I'm gonna help you get out of Egypt. <laughs> you know the lads. Here's the sea, open it comes. Perfect pricey of the Bible. Probably the first bit, yeah. <laughs> a lot of begetting. What are you doing? Stop eating the apples. Out your pop. That sort of thing, you know? On your way. On your way. Put some clothes on your tart. I can call you that now. You can be a tart. I did that to you. <laughs> I made you dirty. <laughs> Real weird move on God's part, that, huh? Yeah, strange. Real strange. Strange motivation. It's like, don't eat these apples. Oh, why is that? Listen, just don't eat them, okay? But I just like to know why. Well, listen, they they contain knowledge and understanding. Oh, I'd like that. Mm, no. It's not for you. It's not for you. You can't understand. Do you understand that? I guess you don't. Anyway, don't eat it. Bye. I mean, he could have stopped them as well. He's literally fucking omnipotent. Yeah. It's a honey trap. Why would he, he play a, a prank on us a like that? clever ruse. It's the deific... Equivalent of putting a fucking bucket on a door on, on, on a door. It just doesn't. Mm. You're right there. It just it just sets up it just sets up this fucking awful precedent of well you shouldn't want that. Why well, shouldn't I want that? It makes things easier. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I just you, you, you good? It bothers me. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting into Satanism. Yeah. Well, is that, like, is that your well, is that your New Year's resolution? You ready for? Well, it is atheism, but with kind of a cooler symbol. Yeah. In the atheists, we don't really have a symbol, aside from the fedora. <laughs> Which is not a positive image. There's the fedora, the vape, the mallstore katana, and the flying spaghetti monster, none of which are great. Hey. What was it, mate? I vape. I know. I, um, I smoke a tiny pipe like a cool person. <laughs> 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 I get my drugs out of a tiny metal pipe. Yeah. <laughs> like a bell end. <laughs> we both are like pricks. You, you you have to be you have to be American and you have to smoke straights to have yeah. a chance of looking cool smoking and yeah, you, we that. just don't. That's we it. just don't. Like I could smoke all the Marlboro like like I want and I wouldn't look cool. No. Anyway, you just change the god so that when when Mary gives birth, it's just fucking tentacles. It's just noisome. Now, noisome. I like it. Now, those three wise men, not coming to bless it, coming to stop it. Yeah, those are the protagonists. They've got the ritual components there. Balthazar, Melchior, and Casper. 
Yeah, they've got the um, frankincense, myrrh, gold, all, all of which powerful uh, reagents needed to activate the spell. You've got the shepherds, who are more doing the sort of on-the-ground um, defence. Yeah, prep work. Prep work. I like to imagine that the, 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 the baby Jesus, um, or whatever it is called, comes out and starts eating sheep. Yeah, like, rather than people. Like, quick question, does it emerge fully from Mary? Yes. Or does it just... Yes, okay, cool. So, like, th- does she survive? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's go with yes. Because yeah, that's a brilliant player character right there. Yep. Mother of the I, devil. I've got to ch- ch- kill my son. Where do you get a shotgun from? Shut up. <laughs> uh, and, and, and she hops She hops in her police car and drives off to the room. Helicopter. Jesus. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think I think that's everyone covered. Joseph? Baby Jesus? Joseph is also there. I think, actually, you know what? Mary gets turned and you play Joseph trying to kill his, his ungrateful stepson. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even need to be a nightmare then, it's just an ungrateful stepson. <laughs> and his evil ex-wife. <laughs> this guy's just an asshole. <laughs> yeah, well, no, because I mean, he's trying to stop the world ending. Oh, okay. It's, 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 it's Nyarlathotep and or Azathoth or what have you. Yoxasoth? Yeah, why not? Any of any any of your big lads with the tentacles and spheres. Any of your complicated name fellas. Ask me a question. Alright, I'll ask you Owen asks, what's the best RPG book to give people for Christmas? This is another Christmas question. We're supposed to be alternating. I know, but I like this one. Okay. I would say the black hack. Why the black hack? because uh, the black hack is four pounds. It... That's not bad, that is a perfect stocking filler. Mm-hmm. You can also curve it so it fits inside a stocking, which I like, without without necessarily damaging the book. I would also recommend the Rad Hack, which is based on the Black Hack, which is really good. Anything with the word hack in it is probably... <laughs> it's it's, small, it's, cheap, and probably pretty good. Probably pretty clever, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'd recommend the Black Hack. I'd also recommend um, Siron yep. is good. Um, Any of those not, sort of it's not, it's not little games, cheap. like uh, Penny for Your Thoughts. Um, Hungry Ghosts. I don't know that one. I think it's called Hungry Ghosts. Fuck. It's kind of it's a, it's a two player play by email game by Vincent D Baker. Oh, nice! Uh, which which it kind of has you it has you it has one player exploring an abandoned building and the other player uh, playing the hungry ghosts who live there. Oh, kind of fun! I played it for a little while. Didn't quite land. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we've got on the old shelf. You see, the thing is, like, you don't want to be giving them a huge new system rule book. No, no. Because like, you don't want to just get plonk. There's Hackmaster. <laughs> well, when am I going to be able to run Hackmaster? Come on, come on, Fiasco, Fiasco. I, th- I think Fiasco is more just like, hey, listen, I want to get you into role playing games. Here's a gateway game. I think the one I'd like to give more people is Dead of Night. Yeah, actually, it's Cubicle Seven, so they like always good to support them. And it's available, which is it's, cr- it's a cracking little game. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun read. It looks good. It's playable. And it's designed to run one shots, actually. Yeah, like That's that is smart, that is an excellent Christmas it is, present. It is. It is about fifteen quid, though. Is that a bit much for a stocking filler? I don't know. What is the RPG equivalent of a tangerine and some gold coins? Uh, some dice and a lemon. Mm. No. What? <laughs> I, would, I would also. I would also. Um, I would also recommend any of my games if I played them. Yeah, I mean, there's a load of free ones. You can just print them out. If I released a nice version of any of my games, you could because they're, they're all one page, and you can just roll them up like a little map. Yeah. 
And there's there's support stuff for other games they like. Now you're just groaning. That's not. I just I just get so bored of paraphernalia, Christopher. No, no, no. You know what? Sorry, I've got a New Year's resolution. I'm being positive. I love paraphernalia. I love all the different colours of dice, and I love how I love how much noise the metal ones make when you roll them on a table. That's my favourite thing. Yeah, now you're just being passive aggressive. Oh, you're right. I can't get it, can I? No, no. But when I mean paraphernalia, I mean mm-hmm. like uh, the Edom files if they're going to be running Dracula dossier, like Edom the in character books. Oh, okay, that's nice. Oh, actually, yeah. Um, come to think of it, nice little notebooks to write in. Yeah, for character books, that could be fun for doing. Yeah, drawings. stuff like that. Not necessarily another stack of dice. Yeah. Or you know the arms and equipment guide for D and D. But like the spin-off stuff that's. Just gives you more about the world. Nothing hardback. You no. can't put a hardback book in a stocking. Can't get it in the stocking unless you get a very wonky looking stocking. I think also like honestly, like a nice mechanical pencil. I, I you know what? Actually, I would like a nice mechanical pencil. I'd love a nice. I mean, we could buy one with the money we have, but I never think of that. I always just grab the nearest blunt piece of shit on my desk. <laughs> I have clutch I, it I, like a child in a fist and stab out words. I have one of those leadless pencils. What? Which is great because they last forever. The entire thing writes. Oh right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they last forever, but uh, but you can't sharpen it. Oh. So it's about a, uh, it's about the thickness of my little finger. And How would one sharpen it? With a knife. Oh okay. And it's just yeah. so hard to write with. Yeah, definitely. Nice, mecha- mechanical. nice crisp mechanical pencil. Crisp mechanical pencil, perhaps a nice pen. Some character sheets for a game they like. Yeah. Actually, actually, not that one. No, no, that's the equivalent of um, making a pasta drawing. Draw them up some special customised character sheets. Oh, make them. Make them character sheets, especially if you're bad. Yeah. Because if you're bad, your time is worthless as a designer and therefore it's a stocking (laughs) filler. If you're a professional, (laughs) my God, no. (laughs) Just do it it on an envelope and and then don't fill it out and be like, uh, I I don't made you a character sheet. Do it on the back of a stamp. Uh, no, it's a bit small, mate. I don't know. This, I mean, unless it's wushu. It's travelling kit. Well, for traveller. Yeah. <laughs> just, just the important bits. I wrote it very small. I put. I wrote it on a, on a grain of rice. <laughs> yeah, I bought your magnifying glass. You can read it. You can read it. You have three HP. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got to see a question. Do it. <sighs> Bell asks, "Can necromancers heal depression?" Oh, that's such a sad question. Hmm. I reckon. I reckon no. I don't think they can. I, don't, I think that's that's out of the realm of the necromancers. They could they kill could you. Inf- they, they could inflict it. They could kill you and then resurrect you, and hopefully you won't have the depression anymore. Can I? Can I briefly say what a shit name for a spell harm is? It's very indistinct. Or like, what is it? Is it? Is, is the other one cause cause minor wounds? Yeah. That's so non-scary. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, it's, 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 it's cause light wounds, cure light wounds. Like, cure light wounds, that seems more exciting. Oh, you can cure light wounds. How magical and effective. Cause light wounds just sounds like someone's put their hand on a bag of thumbtacks or something. Yeah. It's not quite so I have really sprained this ankle. Oh, man, I'm going to need to sit down. I think they could kill you and resurrect you. Um, I think maybe... Look, if you become a necromancer, you've been through some shit, right? Yeah, you, you, have, you have jumped through some hoops be honest with you also actually come to think of it if you're going evil cleric necromancer then you've naturally got a high charisma no is, uh, is, is it charisma or wisdom that clerics use it's wisdom, wisdom. Isn't it? fuck 
Um, Warlock Necromancer, they use Charisma, won't they? Yeah. Yeah. So if you go Warlock Necromancer and they've been through some shit, they can probably talk to you about some stuff, you know, man? Yeah, I mean, they re- they can relate. Like, odds are you're having a bad day, but you haven't had to resurrect your mum. True. Into a zombie. Which then guards your lair. Which then guards your lair, smelling like dead mum. Like, this could be quite... Like they've, they've they've probably been through some stuff, and so like if they if they're a high charisma warlock, they can probably act as a sort of therapist. However, they're not generally the most people orientated pe- um, people themselves. No, I mean, so you've got to find them, gain access to the lair, request therapy. Which class would you go for to, to for therapy then? I don't know. I mean, I'm struggling. You, I, I think I think warlocks might have their head on it. Like might have their head on on straight. Yeah, warlocks and bards. Oh, buzz are going to be pricks about it. Buzz are all about me, me, me. That's true. Plus, they'll tell everyone. Yeah, necromancers are literally summoners. They barely do any work. Yeah. It's all about other people. It's all about making no, other right. people die. Necromancers would make the best psychotherapists. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Bill. That's my next character. Sort of, next character <laughs> sort of. Tell me, how does that make you feel? Oh, oh, God. I want you to make a list of five good things. And five bad things that have happened to you today. This is a lot scarier with all the skeletons. And then drink this potion. What does it do? It contains venlafaxine. Oh, thanks. You need to drink 50 milligrams of it a day, every day. For the rest of your life. Or it'll feel like your bum's trying to come unscrewed. (laughs) Grant. (laughs) (laughs) What's the next question? Next question, uh, mate, it's, it's you to ask. Oh, it is. Uh, Tim Mater asks, in an adventure based on the 12 Days of Christmas, what's the toughest encounter? Oh, this is a juicy question. I've got to look up the words, okay? Okay. Oh, this, this is also playing music, this website. That's always good. That's what you want. Yeah, need that. Okay. It also has top UK dating sites, and Tiger Woods looking terrified. <laughs> right, okay. So the 12 Days of Christmas. Okay. Uh, which way should we go down? Start from... Partridges. Partridges. Partridges in a pear tree. Very easy. You will need a climb check. Yeah, it's definitely a climb check, but maybe um, animal can. Can partridges fly? Is like they, they, can, they can at least do the chicken flap. You know, where oh, they sorry. do that thing where they kind of flap and glide. I, I, yes, they, they, you know what? They can fly. That's fine. But not very well. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, um, they can probably fly quite well because they get shot a lot. Well, I think, that, I think that's why they get shot a lot. Oh, fair. Oh no, maybe because they're tasty. We don't know, anyway. I think a partridge and a pear tree, like the, like, there's a climb check, it should be fine. We're assuming it's not going to leave the pear tree, otherwise it's just a fucking partridge. Yeah. You've trained it to go in there. Easy round. Two turtle doves. Flying enemies, always difficult. Yeah, but are their attacks really going to bother you, unless you're a first level wizard? Well, I mean, they can peck. We've then got three peck. French hens. Ah, now this is this is a this is a harder harder ask. Yeah, they've dual classed into hen and French. Yep. Actually, come to think of it, do turtle doves have a better AC? <laughs> it's the shell. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I felt dirty doing that. <laughs> Listen, I think you can quite easily group two turtle doves, three French hens, four calling birds into a single encounter. Wow. Of, uh, mm, you're outnumbered. That? That's not yeah, but they're by by birds and like calling birds <laughs> as well. Yeah, but by birds, by hens. <laughs> it's not like they're fucking rocks or even ravens. I don't think any of these things are carnivorous. Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, 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 maybe they are, but they're not eating people. No. Okay, so 
Now, five gold rings. I know this. This is the Nazgul. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, mm. now that's tricky because if you're drawing the Nazgul to you when you put on those rings, it's, it's more of a tactical fight. Yeah. Mm. Now, it's either going to be Nazgul or Sonic. Yeah, I mean Sonic, you're screwed. You're like no, no amount of athletics checks are going to get oh you away God, from no. Sonic. He's going to go fast. He's got to go fast. He's, he literally has to. He has no other choice. I think. I think at this point, currently, hardest one, five golden rings. But then again, you're not fighting the rings, are you? No, you're fighting it's, the Nazgul, the Welling. It's, it's either the Nazgul or the. Oh yeah, because they've got one, haven't they? Mm. I remember now because they're, they're the kings of elves and men. Yes, and dwarves. No, just men. Oh, so, so it was elves. Is, is, is it just kings of men? Yes. Okay, because that would explain why they're at the little little tubby Nazgul well, dwarves. Correct. <laughs> Mister Trick, there, Tolkien. Okay, six geese are laying. They're busy trying to pry a, an egg from a koaka. Trying to get that bad boy out there or girl. However, k- Chris, kill a goose. Do I have any weapons? Well, uh, you're a first level fighter. You're a first level character. Oh, it's easy then, just decapitate it. Sword. Yeah, you've got a sword, you can probably swing about. Now, seven swans are swimming, far harder. I think, I think, just like, assuming, it's like, okay, five golden rings. I think we may, maybe we got that one wrong. I, don't, I think it's Nazgul. Well, because Nazgul, that's, that's not, that's not five golden rings, that's five cursed kings of men, which is not the line. But that's what they're, they're wearing, okay, what is it then? You're not the ring. Well, I'm saying, if, if, if we change that to just being the golden rings, not really a movable thing, maybe they're cursed, who knows. Seven swans are swimming is the hardest one so far, because yeah, they're swans. I, mean, I, I which... I've, I've seen an angry swan, uh, swan, an angry swan up close, and I would yeah. not like to tangle with it. Now that so was on land. They're in their element. Yeah, they, we they, need potions like, of water breathing. Use their horrible little feet to push you under the waves. Jesus, yeah, I fucking hate swans. Like they're majestic and all, I can dig that, but oh, they're really horrible. Oh, so vicious. I think I think I think swans is probably the hardest. Eight maids are milking. Peasant, well, commoner characters. Yep. Um, they've got improvised weapons. The cow. I meant the milk bucket, but that's fine okay. too. Yeah. Also <laughs> the cow. Um, doesn't represent much of a threat. Although I would feel bad about killing eight women. Yeah, just. I think to, I'd rather going kill, about their, their jobs. I'd rather kill six geese than eight women. If I'm going to yep. be if I'm going to be honest with you. Nine ladies dancing, presumably elves. Yep. Tricky. You see, here's the thing. Nine. You see, we, we get to ten lords are leaping. I'm assuming these lords have been trained in combat in some way. Oh yeah, they're, they're efficient killers. Now, oh, wash. Mm, you know what? But they're they've grown fat on their on their pastries and treats. And oh, that's that, that's convenient. No, no, no. Here's the issue, right? You've got eleven pipers piping and twelve drummers drumming. Where do you learn to pipe and drum? At the music academy. No. Oh. In the military. Ah. Oh. It's very rare you see a drummer or a piper or mass outside of a military organisation. That is very true. Maybe a marching band, but those are commonly military as well. Yeah. So what we're looking at here, 12 drummers drumming, 12 fucking bards. Just all rock up at once. Yeah, that's a problem. I can't fight 12 bards. Because those bards are all going to be buffing each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one musical circle jerk after another. <laughs> I'm, I'm just... Like, I've spent all of my healing surges getting through these 11 fucking pipers, and now these 12 drummers are coming? Jesus. I, well, actually, come to think of it, you get a long rest between each one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call it. I think the 12 drummers drumming is the hardest one. No, no, I still by. think it's the Nazgul. 
Okay, yeah. Then okay, yeah. It's the Nazgul. If we're not going by the if we're not going by the letter of the law. Yeah. And then if it's just what's written down in the song. It's, it's those, 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 those fucking twelve bards. Twelve bards rocking up. All of them, all of them with drums as well. So it's going to be awfully noisy. It's going to be very noisy. And if they're drummers, they've probably got level and fighter as well. Yeah. I can't. I can't fight with that. No way, man. I'm out. You're tackling this one yourself. It's too hot. I honestly, I think like I think you, I think as a first level party, you like you couldn't get past seven swans of swimming. No, I'm going to go and grind on the uh, the two turtle doves. I'm just going to eat some pears, mate. <laughs> Hang up with this. That's pot. not going to get you any XP. <laughs> it's fine. I just want pears. I don't want XP. But you've got the. You know these drummers are coming. That's true. Actually, yeah, I've got to level up. Yeah. All right. Well, is that all the questions we have? <laughs> I think that is actually all the questions we have for this week. <laughs> yeah, it's us. Okay, it was quite Christmassy. This is more Christmas than I imagined. It was a lot more Christmassy, but I it like got, that because I in love Christmas. It got suspiciously Christmassy um, when we just glossed over everything and also brought Christmas into other questions. <laughs> Christmas is the best holiday. It's a pretty good holiday. All the towns are pretty. That's true. The towns glow. Sometimes it snows, and that's nice because it goes quiet. It's quite nice. I had my first, the first of my family Christmases last weekend, and it snowed, oh, very good, very it snowed good. through it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's so good. it was quite pleasant. That will do it for us on this Christmassy episode, this festive episode of Hearty Dice Friends, episode forty-three, which is going to be the second most festive episode of this year. If you like what you heard, you can pop a little present under our tree by going to patreon.com forward slash Hearty Dice Friends. Uh, that, and that, that means you can keep giving us presents every single week for the rest of the year. It's like it's like Hanukkah, because you get you get little 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 bursts of gifts, but every uh, little teensy yeah. gifts, little teensy gifts. Um, you can also ask us some questions um, on HDF Podcast on Twitter, or send us an email to heartydicefriends at gmail dot com. We are we are always happy to get questions through, and we love answering them. So please send them to us. Also, um, just if you're interested, if you listen, and for some reason you don't know about this, uh, Chris and I, um, we are doing two things at the moment called Glimmers and Remnants outside of our main RPG design stuff. We're trying to design two um, fictional worlds through just random dice tables. So Glimmers is an urban horror game set in the city, and Remnants is a fantasy game set in a massive fantasy kingdom after all the multiverses crashed into each other. And it's, and it's really good fun. They're, they're, they're going down quite well, but we're interested in um, in getting some more support for them, getting some people interested in them, reading them. We're not sure what we're doing with them. We're just kind of having some fun. Yeah, um, enjoying it. And like we're lucky enough to be able to do that, as it were. Um, and so, yeah, please, if you're interested, if you go to rowanrookanddeckard.com, um, you can you can look at those. Please do. Please have a look. Um, and uh, I think that's us. That is indeed us. That is us. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. We have bought you a special Christmas jumper. Your special Christmas jumper. What? What? Why? What's that on the front, Chris? Of the special Christmas jumper? It's the front half of Rudolph. Hey, and on the back half, organs. Just yeah, it's gross. Don't, don't look at the back of the jumper, but the yeah, front please. of the jumper is so That's, Christmassy. Look, we, we the nose the lights up. We put it on the back so you couldn't see it. Yeah, why, that, why, that, stop, that's for us. Stop trying to look in the mirror at it, okay? Like, Rudolph looks basically fine. It's a very low-res jumper. The nose lights up. Honestly, I think you're looking this gift reindeer in the mouth. Actually, you're looking... Well, more you're looking at it in the ass. Where it, thank you so much for listening. We love you. We bought you a jumper. Please wear it. We will see you next week for more Christmas fun. And until then... Oh, oh, oh. Goodbye, friends.
Bye. You're not going to do Santa Claus voice? Nah, I was going to.